With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode of Outlaws and Gunslingers is brought to you by Hydronique Hydration Electrolyte Powder Drink Packets. Started, That's a lot to say. It is a lot to say. It started in the midst of the pandemic. The founder of Hydronique Hydration, who was a frontline healthcare worker, started developing constant headaches. Uh-oh. A landmark research study published early during the pandemic showed that up to 81% of frontline healthcare workers develop new headaches, mainly because of their PPE hmm. or personal protective equipment like face masks, face shields. Right. Uh, which prevented them from eating and drinking properly while on the job. Right, because, I mean, you you got it on all the time. You're not going to take it off. Just do that. He said he would leave work tired, dehydrated, and burnt out. Ain't that crazy. The founder looked for a healthy drink with all the necessary vitamins and minerals, but with no sugar, something that was keto-friendly and healthy. But most powdered drinks on the market have a ton of sugar and caffeine. Yes, they do. That's why he created Hydronique Hydration, sugar-free, keto-friendly, plant-based, Antioxidant-rich electrolyte powder packets for daily use. Daily. For containing all essential vitamins and minerals the body needs with a refreshing taste. The product contains elderberry, which has an immune-boosting properties for support during cold and flu season. You know, I never tasted elderberry, and I uh, actually got a box of this stuff the other day. Tried it out for the first time. Not bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, did, I, did, uh, I did feel the difference in um, just the way I feel. Can't say that. Not dehydrated, but elderberry uh, myself. It's not bad. It's a, I guess, not for everybody, but it's not bad. Hydronique hydration electrolyte powder packets can also fit in your bag or suitcase when traveling. Everybody remembers traveling, don't they? Right. We're all back at it now. But mm, uh, it. so if you're having trouble with eating and drinking healthy during your busy day in 2022, but want a sugar-free, keto-friendly vitamin drink, give Hydronique Hydration a try. Hydronique Hydration. There are 30 electrolyte powder packets in a pouch, perfect for a one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ten times. There are 30 electrolyte powder packets in a pouch, perfect for a one-month supply. Jeez, that's a tongue twister there. You can visit the website, www.hydroniquehydration.com. That's H-Y-D-R-O-N-I-Q-U-E, hydration.com. It's the word hydration and unique mashed together, hydronique. Right. That's www.hydroniquehydration.com. hydration.com. Or search for Hydronique Hydration on Amazon, where they are often a discount coupon at checkout for the next week. You're listening to Outlaws and Gunslingers, the only podcast covering all of America's infamous criminals. From the Wild West to the Mafia, all the way up to the ruthless street gangs of today. Brought to you exclusively by the Creative Control Network. Here are your hosts, the Mouthy Michiganders, Bang and Dang. Welcome back to Outlaws of Gunslingers of Bang and Dang. And this one is what we live for. (laughs) Murder and violence and murder and violence. Murder and violence and murder and violence. Just kidding, guys, but... It does make for a more entertaining episode, obviously. Uh, A little departure from last week's kind of uh, depressing and crazy 
Lindbergh baby kidnapping, which uh, still doesn't make sense to me after a week of it. Nothing makes sense with the FBI so, involved. Well, I don't think the FBI gets involved in this one, but this one's probably something you guys have seen all over. They, they've, this video's been on all the wildest police videos and uh, craziest things caught on camera. You've seen it before, but do you know the inside story, which you are about to know after this episode? Right. It's North Hollywood shootout which was a confrontation between two heavily armed and armored bank robbers. Armored. Get that. Larry Phillips Jr. and, and Emil Matasarano. Oh, there you go. Gravedigger JC3. Don't misspelling like Lucchese. <laughs> Lucchese. Um, two bunch of morons mispronounced people's names. <laughs> idiots. They were shooting out against members of the what LA. What did you say his name was? Maserati? Uh, Matasarano. 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 Um... Yeah, they tried to rob a bank and then didn't go too well for them. But they were armed and armored, which I'm sure you guys have seen them, the video of them coming out of the bank and just uh, lighting up cops. Everybody's seen it. If you're not, it's widely available out there. Um, Yeah, on February 28, 1997, they tried to rob a bank. Larry Eugene Phillips Jr., born on uh, September 20th, 1970, he dies that day, spoiler alert. And Romanian-born Decibel Stefan Emilian Emil Matasarano, who was born July 19, 1966, and dies that day. They first met at a Gold's Gym, because of course they do. Right. Frickin', um, our frickin'... Um, Roid heads. What? Some Roid heads. Roid heads, exactly. <laughs> um, and Venice, <laughs> oh, California. Yeah, 1989, Phillips, who was 5 feet tall and 193 pounds... And Mata Serrano was six feet tall and 330 pounds. Jeez, a little heavy there, guy. They had a mutual interest in weightlifting, bodybuilding, and firearms. <laughs> right. those, those go together. Right. Steroids and firearms. Before, hmm. before meeting, Phillips was a habitual offender, responsible for multiple real estate, real estate scams and counts of shoplifting. Dang, this guy's a con artist mm, and a thief. And a thief. There's nothing worse hmm. than a thief and a liar. Uh, Mata Serrano was a qualified electrical engineer and ran a relatively unsuccessful computer repair business. Hmm. He must not know how to repair the computers very well, huh? Right. I mean, it's 1997. Everybody's. Everybody. Computers are just now getting into the popular. Right. Mm. It's like a car wash, man. You can't go wrong. Right. 20th of July, 1993. Phillips and Mata Serrano robbed an armored car outside a branch of First Bank in Littleton, Colorado. 29th October, they were arrested in Glendale, Arizona, northeast of L.A. Oh, this is... Not Arizona. What? They were arrested in Glendale, northeast of L.A. Four years before, wow. Right. They got arrested for speeding. How you get arrested for speeding? Well, they were speeding, got pulled over, and I'm assuming... Wait. Oh, we'll find out. A right. subsequent search of their vehicle after Phillips surrendered with a concealed weapon found two semi-automatic rifles, two handguns, more than 1,600 rounds of 762 by 39 millimeter rifle ammunition, 1,200 pounds or rounds of Jeez. 9 by 19 millimeter parabellum, and uh, 45 ACP handgun ammunition. Dang. Radio scanners, smoke bombs, Improvised explosive devices, body armor vest, and three different California license plates. Oh, wow. And this is in uh, 93. What in the world? Wow. These guys didn't go away for more than four years for all that shit? 
Right. Uh, initially charged with a conspiracy to commit robbery, both served 100 days in jail, replaced on three years probation. Okay. After their release, most of their seized property was returned to them. Oh, no. Except for the confiscated firearms oh. and explosives, I would think so, right? Well, they got their uh, bulletproof vest back. Yeah. At least. Right. Uh, on June 14, 1995, Phillips and Matt Serrano ambushed a Brinks armor car in Winnetka, Los Angeles. What the hell? Since when is, oh, I guess, L.A. County, right? right. Uh, killing one guard, Herman Cook, and seriously wounding another. Okay. In May of 96, they robbed two branches of Bank America in the San Fernando, Fernando Valley area of L.A., stealing approximately $1.5 million. Ooh. I never even knew of, that they did anything before that robbery. Wow. The pair were dubbed the High Incident Bandits nice. by investigators due to weaponry they had used in three robberies prior to their attempt in North Hollywood. Bandits. Yeah, I'd say pretty high incidents. Right. It's oh. good stuff there. Dang. On the morning of 28th, February 1997, after months of preparation, including extensive reconnoitering of their intended target, the Bank of America branch located at 6600. Laurel Canyon Boulevard. Phillips and Matasarano armed themselves with a semi-automatic HK-91 and several illegally converted weapons. Two Norinco Type 56S rifles, a fully automatic Norinco Type 56S1, and a fully automatic Bushmaster XM-15 Dissipator. Dang, these guys are out there. That's the Bushmaster right there. Mm-hmm. With numerous clips. Um, numerous. Why the hell? All they need is the Bushmaster or either one of these guns. They don't need all of them. I mean, they got the fully automatic, too. Yes. They ain't messing around with those semi. And what do the cops have? Probably AK-47s, maybe? Maybe. Well, the robbers filled a jam jar with gasoline and placed it in the back seat with the intention of setting the car and weapons on fire to destroy evidence after the robbery. Okay. Phillips wore roughly 40 pounds of equipment, including a type, is that IIA bulletproof vest and groin guard or 11A? 3A. 3A. A uh, load-bearing vest with multiple military ammo pouches and several pieces of homemade body armor created from spare vests covering his shins, thighs, and forearms. Okay, so he's ready to roll. That's the way you do it right there. Right. Dang. Matasarino wore only a Type 3A bulletproof vest, but included a metal trauma plate to protect vital organs. Okay. Additionally, each man had a watch sewn onto the back of one glove in order to monitor their timing. Okay, just sewn. They make sure they weren't leaving that. And get a watch on, your, it. on your wrist. Or, yeah, falls off or something, right? Before entering, they took the uh, barbitra- barbitrate? Barbituate. Barbituate? Bar- yeah. Uh, before entering, they took the barbituate phenobarbiturol. <laughs> <laughs> what? Before entering, they took the barbiturate phenobarbital. Sure. What, what would it be? What's the street name for that? It's a sedative of some sort. Luminol. Luminol. Okay. Treatment of certain types of epilepsy in developing countries. I'm sure they got them. What would it make him focus or something? I guess. Uh, yeah. Oh, decreased level of consciousness along with decreased effort to breathe. Why? So they ain't freaking out. Maybe, yeah, to get their uh, heart rate down. Calm down. Yeah, I guess. So they could shoot, I'm assuming. Oh, <sighs> right there. Could have just got raided. Right. Before entering... To they calm their nerves. That's right. what they did it They for. took a, uh, a medication that was sort of a sedative that Matt Serrano was taking to calm their nerves. The Forensic Toxicology Laboratory of the Coroner's Office later also found ephedrine and phenopropanolamine 
what the phenopropanolamine yeah. phenopropanolamine and Phillips's blood and Dylanton and Madison these guys are all, <laughs> they're they're all stuff. just hopped up on a bunch of pill poppers holy shit Phillips and Madison Rano driving a white 87 Chevrolet celebrity wow hey. uh, right <laughs> at the Bank of America branch at the intersection of Laurel Canyon and Archwood Street in North Hollywood around 9.17 a.m. set their watch alarms for eight minutes the police response time they had estimated. Right. So it took them eight minutes to get to a bank robbery call. Yeah. To come up with this time frame, Phillips had used a radio scanner to monitor police transmissions prior to the robbery. As the two were walking in, they were spotted by two LAPD officers, Lauren Farrell and Martin Perello. You didn't get that in account, did you? Right. Who were driving down Laurel Canyon in a patrol car. Officer Farrell issued a call on the radio, 15A43, requesting assistance. We have a possible 211 in progress at the Bank of America. 211, obviously, the code, code for code robbery. robbery. Dang, so they busted right away. Their plan is gone. And they might have got away. Could've. As they entered the bank, each armed with a Norinco type 56 S1 rifle. Yeah, it doesn't help when they're all armed out in body armor right. and carrying 70 guns. Can't hide that shit. Stupid. Phillips and Matasereno forced a customer leaving the ATM lobby near the entrance into the bank and onto the floor. A security guard inside saw the scuffle and the heavily armored armed robbers and radioed his partner. Well, his partner was in the parking lot, uh, and he said, call the police. The call was not received. Oh, wow. Phillips shouted, this is a fucking hold-up. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. That's what he said. Right. (laughs) Before he and Matasereno opened fire into the ceiling and attempt to scare approximately 30 bank staff and customers and to discourage resistance. I think that would do it. Right. A couple bullets to the ceiling. Well, Phillips then shot open the bulletproof door, which was designed to resist only low-velocity rounds. Right. Uh, and gain access to the tellers in the vault. The robbers forced assistant manager John Villagrana to open the vault, and he obliged and began to fill the robbers' money bag. Well, at least right. they didn't play the old, uh, it's on a it's time on a timer. <laughs> or, I don't know, the, <laughs> it changes every 24 hours, i got to check my email. And then they get hit uh, right. with the gun a couple times before mm-hmm. they give it up. Well, however, however, due to a change in the bank's delivery schedule, the vault contained significantly less than the 750000 the gunman had expected. Uh-oh. Phillips, enraged at this development, argued with Villagrana and demanded more. Hey, got to get more. Wow. They, they went in all out for 750 grand mm-hmm. when they just robbed like 1.5 million right. in, a, in a truck or something. See, these guys get dumb. It's just stupid. I think it's about the thrill or, you know. I guess. Mm. In an apparent show of frustration, Phillips then fired a full drum magazine, 75 rounds into the bank safe, Jeez. destroying much of the remaining money. Not an idiot. Phillips then attempted to open a bank's ATM, but due to a change in policies, <laughs> the branch <laughs> manager no longer had access to the money inside. Before leaving, the, yeah, they probably had the Brinks guys come in. Mm-hmm. So whoever owned the ATM machine, right? right? Before leaving, the robbers locked the hostages into the bank vault. In the end, the two left with three. Oh my, that's worthless. Three hundred three thousand three hundred five dollars. And three dye packs, oh. which later exploded, ruining the money they stole. Uh, what? Oh, well, uh, no. I don't know when dye packs were first used, but wouldn't that be the first thing you make right. sure they don't put in the damn bag? And no dye packs, you sons of bitches. When were these guys first used? Banks for robbery causes so against permanently marked. 1965 invented. Right. So they've been using them. You think, right? Idiots. So these guys should have known. Right. Oh, yeah. Screwed. <sighs> Done. None of that's salvageable either. None. Everything's got a little bit on it. Yeah. It's that's terrible. So nice. all the money they got is gone. Gone. Which later exploded. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyhow. Damn, dude. This is outside the bank. All these cars there, and then a bunch blocking all the entrance or the exits. That's ridiculous. Well, it's good for them. 
Uh, outside, the first responding officers heard gunfire from the bank and made another radio call for additional units before taking cover behind their patrol car. Weapons trained on the bank doors. While the robbers were still inside, more patrol and detective units arrived and took strategic positions at all four corners of the bank, effectively surrounding it. Mm. At about 9.24, this is like, what, eight minutes? All right. Well, eight minutes, yeah. Mm. That's when they all got there, too. Uh, Phillips exited through the north doorway after spotting a police cruiser 200 feet away, opened fire for several minutes. Dang. Wounding seven officers and three other civilians. Seven minutes, you're firing for all that long, you only injure people? I mean, Dang. come on. Dang. Uh, he also fired at an LAPD helicopter flown by Charles D. Piragui, Piragui Jr., which was surveying above, forcing it to withdraw to a safer distance. Right. He briefly retreated inside, then reemerged through the north doorway while Matasarano exited through the south exit. Okay. So Matasarano's the one that has all the body armor, though, right? No, it's Phillips. Oh, yeah, only a 23A. Hmm. While Phillips and yeah, while Phillips and Matasarano began to engage the officers, firing sporadic bursts into the patrol cars that had been positioned on Laurel Canyon in front of the bank, officers armed with standard Beretta 92F Beretta 92FS nine millimeter pistols, Smith and Wesson Model 1538 special revolvers, and a 12 gauge Ithaca Model 37 pump action shotgun, hmm. immediately returned fire. The officer's weaponry could not penetrate the body armor worn by Phillips and Matta Serrano, and most of the LAPD officers' uh, service pistols had insufficient range and poor accuracy. Yes, yeah, so these guys can only shoot 20, uh, 30 feet accurately. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all these guys carry AKs in their trunk now after this. Right. Or ARs, at least. Yeah, these guys are getting lit up. Um, and an officer was heard on the LAPD police frequency approximately 10 to 15 minutes into the shootout, warning other officers that they should not stop the getaway vehicle. They've got automatic weapons. There's nothing we have that can stop them. Oh. Additionally, see, these guys could have just took off. All right. Additionally, the officers were pinned down by the heavy spray of gunfire coming from the robbers, making it difficult to attempt a headshot. I mean, they had it. They're smart. <sighs> Several officers acquired five AR-15 style rifles from a nearby gun store to combat the robbers. Nice. Yeah, good for them, but they don't know how to use them. Right. Well, first of all, take 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 a fifteen minute training session first. <laughs> right. Two locations adjacent to the north parking lot provided good cover for the officers and detectives. Police likely shot Phillips and his rifle with their handguns while Phillips was still firing and taking cover near uh, the four vehicles adjacent to the north wall of the bank: a gray Honda Civic, a Ford Explorer, a white. We don't care what color Ford Explorer is. Whatever. Right. Uh, a white Acura legend and a Chevy celebrity. I'm guessing the one they had. Right. right. One of the location that Officer Zielinski of Valley Traffic Division, he wasn't an officer, <laughs> <laughs> used for cover was the Del Taco restaurant, oh, West Wall. Nice. Del Taco got to be on the news Del that day. Del Taco. 351 feet from Phillips. So still quite a distance with the little nine millimeter. He ain't hitting nobody with that shit. So they likely shot him at this point, apparently. Supposedly. Officer Zelinsky fired 86 9mm rounds at Phillips. Damn. And may have hit Phillips at least once. <laughs> you would hope so. Holy. I mean, they do have armor. That's 300 so, feet away. How many, what's exposed on him? His hands and his face. Right. His neck, for sure. Um, the other location that proved advantageous for the LAPD was the backyard of 6641 Agnes Avenue. Cinder block wall provided cover for detectives who shot at and may have struck Phillips with 9mm rounds from their pistols. Okay. Detective Brand Bancroft fired 17 rounds, and Detective Harley fired between 15 and 24 at Phillips from a distance of approximately 55 feet. Well, that's a good one. They don't know that. So they're right there. They don't huh? keep track of their bullets? You're right, approximately. Approximately, my ass, they know the exact number. Is that one movie where he counts all the bullets right. and he knows what everybody has left? Right. 
and then they turn on him. That's a lot. Of oh no, that's um. That's Hell on Wheels. No, the last outlaw with Mickey Rourke. Oh yeah. After Montesorano, back to Chevrolet Celebrity out of the handicapped space in the north parking lot. So Montesorano got into the vehicle. He's ready to roll. Oh, yeah. Uh, Phillips received a gunshot wound to his left wrist based upon helicopter news footage that showed him react to pain. So they're like, I think we just shot one of the... I think we got him. At the same approximate time, LAPD gunfire struck the heckler and Koch rifle that Phillips was firing, rendering it inoperable. Nice. Phillips discarded it. Rearmed himself with another assault rifle from the trunk of the sedan. Mm. So uh, I bet Maserati's like, uh, Maserati. <laughs> Matasoreno, he's probably like, dude, what are you doing? Get in the get damn in car. The car. Well, the money's already destroyed. Now right. we're just sitting here for nothing. Jeez. After well, LAPD, team, right? you know, LAPD radio operators received a second officer down call from the police at the shootout. A tactical alert was issued. The SWAT team, Donnie Anderson, Steve Gomez, Peter Weyeritter, and Richard Massa arrived 18 minutes after the shooting had begun. I don't think you have to wait for another officer down. These guys have got all these weapons. You better send the SWAT team now. Right. They were armed with AR-15s and wore running shoes and shorts under their body armor as they had been on an exercise run. I don't care. Upon <laughs> arrival, they had commandeered a nearby armored truck. Well, it's just nearby armored trucks just riding around right. near, or L.A., which was used to extract wounded civilians and officers from the scene. Okay. How the hell did they just get armored truck? Right. While still in the parking lot, Mattis Reno was shot in the right buttock. Ooh, you shot me in the ass! Right. The right <laughs> leg and the left forearm. Oh, see, bud? You should have wore those other protectives. Right. A fourth projectile then lacerated his upper right eye socket. Whoa, Ooh. he almost lost his head. And prompted him to duck behind the hood of the getaway car in shock. So he got out of the car. Yeah. He abandoned the duffel bag of money, entered the getaway vehicle, and started the engine. Phillips retrieved the HK-91 uh, assault rifle from the open trunk and continued firing upon officers while walking alongside the sedan. I mean, this dude using probably, cover. I guarantee this dude feels invincible with all that shit he's right. got on. You have to be pretty accurate to hit a hand or Jeez. a neck while somebody's moving and shit. Wow. As Phillips approached the passenger side of the getaway vehicle, he was hit in the shoulder, and his rifle was struck in the receiver. Magazine bullets fired by police. So oh, another uh, rifle gone. gone. After firing a few more shots with one arm, Phillips discarded the HK-91 and retrieved the Norinco Type 56 before exiting the parking lot and retreating onto the street while Matasarano drove down the road. Jeez. At 9.52 a.m., Phillips turned to you. So this is already 30 minutes in. Well, they're having a nice little 30-minute shootout with so the Matasarano took off. Yeah. Phillips turned east on. He's walking like a right. uh, like a robocop or an Jeez. Iron Man down the road. Phillips turned east on Archwood Street and took cover behind a parked semi truck, where he continued to fire at the police. Lieutenant Michael Ranshaw, officers Conrado Torres, <laughs> John Caparelli, and Ed Brentlinger until right. his rifle jammed. Uh-oh. Unable to clear the jam, he dropped the rifle and drew a Beretta 92 FS pistol, which he began firing. He was then shot in the right hand by Officer Conrado Torres, causing him to drop the pistol. Of course. Yeah, wasn't he already shot in the hand? So this got left hand. Yeah. Oh. After retrieving it, he replaced. Oh, jeez. After retrieving it, he placed the muzzle under his chin and fired. As he fell, an unknown patrol officer shot him in the upper torso, severing his spine. Uh, yo, that's a bullet. That's a bonus point. Dude All was right. already dead. All right. Either bullet may have been fatal. <laughs> well, we pretty much know. Right. Officers across the street continued to shoot Phillips' body several times jeez. while he was on the ground. After the firing had stopped, officers in the area surrounded Phillips, handcuffed him, and removed his ski mask. They handcuffed the dead man. Handcuffed the dead man. Matasarano's vehicle was rendered inoperable after about two of its after about two of its tires after two of its tires were shot out and the windshield covered in bullet holes. 
At 9.56 a.m., he attempted to carjack a yellow 1963 Jeep Gladiator on Archwood by shooting at the driver who fled on foot three blocks east of where Phillips died. He quickly transferred all of his weapons and ammunition. I don't think that's necessary at this point. Just get in and go. But he was unable to operate the Jeep due to the driver engaging the electrical kill switch before fleeing. Oh, no. That dude was like, you ain't getting my shit. Bye. Wow. Wow. Nice. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, as KCBS and KCAL helicopters hovered overhead, a patrol car driven by SWAT officers Donnie Anderson, Steve Gomez, and Richard Mazza quickly arrived and stopped on the opposite side of the truck to where the Chevrolet was stopped. Matos Reno left the truck, took cover behind the original getaway car, and engaged them in a two-and-a-half-minute of uninterrupted gunfire. So these guys were just pow, 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 pow. Nice. Matos Reno's chest armor deflected a double tap from SWAT Officer Anderson, which briefly winded, winded him. So he was like, whoa. Was like, hey, ooh, yeah. that was kind of stung. Right. Before he continued firing, he caught his breath. He's like, man. Anderson fired his AR-15 below the cars and wounded Matos Reno. Matasereno and his unprotected lower legs. It's nice. He's like, I'm going to get underneath and start shooting at the old ankles. Oh, there you go. He was soon able to continue and put his hands up to show surrender. Oh. Seconds after Matasereno surrender, officers rushed to pin him down as he was being cuffed. SWAT officers asked for his name, to which he replied, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> when asked if there were any more suspects, he reported, he said, Fuck you, shoot me in the head. Oh. Jeez, why didn't you just do it yourself then, pussy? Yeah. I guess he's not a pussy. Right. Ambulance personnel were followed. Following standard procedure in hostile situations by refusing to enter the hot zone, as Manasarano was still considered to be dangerous, and because there were still reports or the belief that there was a third gunman still loose. Ah. Hmm. So, okay. So, some reports indicate that he was lying on the ground with no weapons for approximately an hour before ambulances arrived and was groaning in pain and pleading for help. The police radio for an ambulance, but Manasarano loudly swearing profusely and still goading the police to shoot him. Died. So he's pleading for help and telling him to kill him. Right. So <laughs> Ended up dying, laying there before the ambulance and EMTs were allowed to reach the scene almost 70 minutes later. Later reports show that Matasereno was shot 29 times in the legs and died from the trauma due to excessive blood loss coming from two gunshot wounds in his left thigh. Oh, yeah, the thigh ones that yeah. get you. They could have got in there. Nice. Idiots. Most of the incident, including the death of Phillips and surrender of Mattis Rano, was broadcast live by news helicopters, oh, which hovered over the scene and televised the actions mm-hmm. as events unfolded. Mm-hmm. Over 300 law enforcement officers from various forces had responded to the citywide tack alert. By the time the shooting had stopped, Phillips and Mattis Rano had fired about 1,100 rounds, approximately around every two seconds. Damn. Jeez, dude. Cray cray. Yeah, we already know the uh, uh, got all those weapons. Wow. As we said, they fired about 1,100 rounds. 
uh, 650 rounds were fired by police. Following their training and responding patrol officers directed their fire at the center of mass or torsos of both Matasarano and Phillips. However, the Aramid body armor worn by Phillips, we already said that, covered the vitals except their heads, enabling them to absorb pistol bullets and shotgun shells. Still hurt like some bitch, though. I sure did. While well, Maserano's chest armor, thanks to a steel armored plate, successfully withstood a hit from a SWAT officer's AR-15. The service pistols carried by the first responding officers were of insufficient power, which we said before. And they had the wrong ammo. There wasn't body-piercing ammo. Furthermore, the police were pinned down by fully automatic suppressive fire, which we said, so they couldn't really do shit. They're outnumbered. I mean, not outnumbered. Based, they're out. Well, that's why I said earlier. They don't have time to... Uh Aim at your neck or open area, so they're right. just they're just firing blindly, pretty much. They're outgunned by two guys, blowing it up, man, just steaming up those rifles, cook freaking steaks on those barrels, <laughs> or bacon, wrap bacon around sure. it. Sure, uh, there's videos out there of people doing kebab. that. Yeah, right, bacon. Oh yeah, I've seen that. You think it'd be smoky, weird, pottery taste? Yeah. yeah. Phillips was shot 11 times, including his self-indicated inflicted gunshot wound. Indicated. <laughs> it was indicated that he... <laughs> included his self-inflicted gunshot wound to the chin, while Meadow Serrano was shot 29 times. Mm-hmm. Um, Phillips shot himself? Didn't say that up there. Yeah, remember, he put it on his chin, fired the trigger, and then the cop shot him through the spine at the same time or something, oh, and they, they right, said right, both right, could have right. been uh, the fatal one. They're just trying to get the cops credit. Right. Uh, 12 police officers and 8 civilians were injured, and 2 suspects died in the shootout, obviously. So, no, they didn't kill anybody in that uh, whole thing, though. Good job. Well, uh, Sergeant Larry Dean Haynes was hit in the left shoulder. Officer Martin Whitfield was shot and seriously wounded 4 times in the left arm, right femur, and chest. Dang. Officer Cor- Conrado Torres was grazed in the right side of the neck. Ooh. Officer James Zorbavan was shot twice and seriously wounded in the lower back, hip, and thigh. Ooh, he might never walk. Detective William John Krulak was hit in the right ankle. He's fine. Detective mate. Tracy Angeles was grazed in the stomach and buttock. Ooh, grazed. He's good. Officer Stuart Guy was hit twice in the right femur and right forearm. Ooh, that's rough. Detective Earl Valadares was hit in the head by flying debris. Ooh, Officer sucks. Ed Brettlinger was hit by gunfire and by no concrete shit. fragments on the face and left forearm. Dang. Officer William Lance was hit in the right knee. Officer John Goodman was hit by flying glass and shrapnel. Ooh, that's worse. Officer David Grimes was inver- injured in a traffic accident. Somebody <laughs> was trying to get the hell away from that. Uh, in, t- in terms of civilians, Mildred Nolte was struck across the face. Dang. John Villagrena was struck across the head by the stock of an assault rifle. Oh, damn, so they busted him. Right. <coughs> Xavier Orzaco was struck across the face. So these are all in the uh, bank. Uh, Barry Golden was hit by flying glass and shrapnel. Tracy Fisher was hit in the left ankle. Michael Horn was hit in the left side of the chest. Jose Harrow was hit by flying glass and shrapnel. William Burmar was uh, hit by glass and shrapnel fragments in the right arm, left temple, and nose. Okay. And obviously the two uh, guys died. All right. Mm. Aftermath. Got a lot of drawings they're going to have to be doing throughout the city. That's a, yeah, they, <laughs> dude, there's... 2,000 of those little yellow placard things everywhere, dude. So, holy shit. The shootout contributed to motivating the armed... The shootout contributed to motivating the arming of the rank and file police officers. L.A. and nationwide with semi-automatic rifles. Yeah, it's probably pretty uh, good thing to have. Los Angeles, Los Angeles is like, I think we should get these automatic, semi-automatic rifles. And the rest of the country is like, 
we hear you, bud. <laughs> I think we we're already we well they're watching it on TV and they're already putting in orders. <laughs> Chicago's like, yeah, we'll wait a little while. <laughs> <laughs> the effectiveness and the the effectiveness of the standard of small caliber police pistols and shotguns, like we said, they don't do nothing. Close range, that's it. And this led the yeah for trend the United States for selected uh, police officers. Oh, so arming. So they only did it for selected police officers, not just SWAT teams. I'm sure uh, patrol officers, right? Right. The ones that are on the streets, the first responder ones, you know? So they got semi-automatic AR-15 style rifles, which they weren't AR-15s. Right. SWAT teams whose close quarters battle weaponry usually consisted of submachine guns that fired pistol cartridges, such as the Heckler and Koch MP5, began supplementing them with AR-15 rifles and carbines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they- on April 17, 1997, it. police raided a house in Anaheim Trace to Phillips and Mata Serrano. Among the items seized included incendiary, 7.62 by 39 millimeter ammunition, flak jackets, ballistic helmets, approximately $400,000 in stolen cash, and various firearms. One particular firearm, a short-barreled AR-15 with an aftermarket red dot sight, oh. was later released from evidence for use by law by law enforcement. Now they're like, I'm getting this like, bad hey, some bitch here. Can we get that? And those ballistic helmets? Short-barreled. You're not going to fire very far with it, but uh, you'll do some damage in the... in the. Uh, I wonder why they had the ballistic helmets. Close up. Seven months after the incident, the Department of Defense gave 600 surplus M16 rifles to the Los Angeles Police Department, which were issued to each patrol sergeant. So they had one... Uh, there were 600 police sergeants? I guess. LAPD patrol vehicles oh. now carry <laughs> AR-15s as standard issue, with bullet-resistant Kevlar plating in their doors as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Good nice. for them. Also, as a result of his, of this incident, LAPD authorizes officers to carry 45 ACP caliber semi-automatic pistols as side duties, as side duties, <laughs> as uh, duty sidearms. Specifically, the Smith and Wesson models 4506 and 4566. Some nice uh, little uh, handgun there, buddy. Yeah. Prior to 1997, only LAPD SWAT officers were authorized to carry 45 ACP caliber pistols, specifically the M1911A1 45 ACP. I would hate to be a gun guy. <laughs> this is just this is the M1911A1 45 <laughs> ACP semi-automatic pistol. Fires nine round nine millimeter rounds. M1911A1. It's probably M1911A1 or whatever you guys want to say it. I know we'll get all kinds of shit uh, from you the gun guys. You know nothing about guns. Yeah, hope you ain't in there, NRA. You break against guns, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> on June 12, 1998, LAPD Chief of Police Bernard C. Parks released to the Board of Police Commissioners a memorandum detailing his review of officers' use of force. I don't think there needs to be a review during the shootout. The memorandum uh, contains many details about the shootout, including badge numbers of officers and the detectives where they positioned themselves in the perimeter around the robbers uh, with distance of fire and how many rounds they fired from their weapons. Parks commended department personnel for their actions to distract the robbers and obstruct the robbers from attempting to evade. Uh-oh. The memorandum lists the injuries of all officers who received injuries at the hands of the robbers. Of course okay, it is. Okay, yes. It should. A lawsuit on behalf of Mata Serrano's children was followed by lawyer Stephen Yagman. Jeez. Yagman against members of LAPD uh, detectives James Voltzkicki and Officer John Fultrell claiming the Mazzarano's civil rights had been violated and that he was not allowed to bleed it. He was allowed to bleed death. <laughs> yes, he was. You didn't allow him to bleed death. Oh, we did. We did. <laughs> well, trust me, we did. Right. The lawsuit tried in the United States District Court in February and in March of 2000 and ended in a mistrial with a hung jury. Damn, lynching should be illegal. 
The suit was later dropped. <laughs> Modest Reynolds family agreed to dismiss the action with a waiver of malicious prosecution. Lynching is illegal. Lynched? Yeah. Of course it is. Uh, the, uh, not, oh, I don't know. Do they? Can they still? Is there, is there states out there that still do? Uh, I think they just made it a federal by hanging. You can choose whatever you want. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about right. Um, Death by hanging. Prosecution by hanging. Yeah, maybe. You can even. I think one of the states you can still even choose firing squad. You should be able to choose you the way you die. It. You should be able to choose the way you die. And if they asked, I'd be like natural. <laughs> <laughs> I naturally want to die. That you, that natural you, causes, please. They're like, yeah, we'll naturally pump you with this chemical. Right. <laughs> uh, the year following the shootout, eighteen officers of LAPD received the department departmental medal of valor. For their actions, I met President Bill Clinton. Oh, cool. In 2003, a film about the incident was produced titled 44 Minutes, the North Hollywood Shootout. In 2004, the Los Angeles Police Museum in Highland Park opened an exhibit featuring two life-size mannequins of Phillips and Matasarano fitted with the armor and clothing they wore and the weaponry they used. Okay, these guys are freaking robbers. And did all this havoc, and they still get statues. I know. <laughs> what the hell? Also on display at the museum is the robber's getaway car and Officer Martin Whitfield's LAPD squad car. Um, I mean, I guess. All yeah. bolt holes and everything. That's when uh, the police departments in the United States was like, yeah, we're not even close to being armed properly. Like, this dude just took on, uh, these two, two dudes just took out, or took on like 100 police officers. I think something needs and to made, here. And made a helicopter retreat. <laughs> made a helicopter retreat, and the SWAT team was even on the scene for 30 minutes before they were even able to do anything. So, wow. 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 Good for, uh, good for them. They tried. Could have got away a hell of a lot earlier than they did. I don't know what the hell they were thinking, but right. huh? felt invincible when you have all that body armor on, I would suppose. That's going to do it for us for this very short episode of Outlaws and Gunslingers, but very entertaining one, if I do say so myself. It was. It's not bad. So, if you guys haven't checked out the rest of our stuff, we got now upwards of 35 other episodes. Go check out the back catalog. Give us a uh, subscription on Apple or Spotify, and follow us on Twitter at OGMMPodcast at Twitter, and um, you can email us at bangdangpodcast at gmail.com, and we will be back next week for one other edition of Outlaws and Gunslingers with the Mouth of Michiganders with <laughs> Bing Dang.